Welcome to the Get Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Liz McGavro, and I'm obsessed with all things writing, creativity, and telling your stories in your authentic voice, because I believe a good story can change the world. Ever since I was a little girl with my nose in a book, I dreamed of being an author. I wanted to see my books in bookstores everywhere. I wanted to talk about books. I wanted to soak up everything about the craft. My celebrity crushes were mostly authors and I could feel in my bones that the writer's life was my destiny. Fast forward to today. Along with my alter ego, Kate Conti, I'm an Agatha Award-nominated best-selling author with three mystery series, but it wasn't all smooth sailing along the way. I experienced many setbacks, crushing self-doubt, a lot of career detours, and I even lost my voice a few times when I let the world get in my way. Until I learned that writing was so much more than just a skill set you learned and developed over time. It's also an inside job that flourishes when you heal all the wounds that are stifling your creativity, which is no easy task. So if you're a writer of any kind, or if you've always wanted to write but aren't sure where to start, this is the place for you, my friend. We're gonna talk about all things writing process, craft, strategies to help you get writing and stay writing, the daunting world of agents, editors, and publishing, And because I'm using my authentic voice, I'm going to throw in a little woo-woo for you too. So let's get writing, shall we? Welcome to the Get Writing Podcast. I have a really fun guest for you today. If you know me at all, you know I'm obsessed with all things witchy and woo-woo. I'm definitely not shy about telling you about my infatuation with crystals. Rocks in general, actually. There's an infamous story from my childhood where my mother loved to tell the story. Allegedly, she was walking around the neighborhood with me and I had a new baby carriage that she had given me. And uh, a woman stopped to talk to us and She told me how cute I was and that she wanted to see my doll. And so I pulled down the little blanket in the carriage and proudly showed her all the rocks that I had been collecting during our walk. I think she thought I was a little weird. But my love for rocks goes back a long, long way. And today I've upgraded my taste mostly to the kinds you buy in stores, although I do have a habit of picking up pretty rocks on my daily beach walks. And my guest today is literally one of my crystal suppliers. His name is Eric Gendron. And with his wife, he owns and operates a crystal shop in Lynn, Massachusetts, right down the street from me, which is great, but also a little hard on my credit card. But his shop is just amazing. He sells crystals and all kinds of cool things, which we'll talk about during our conversation. And he's just a wealth of knowledge about stones. Plus, he's a lot of fun. So I think you're going to love it. Here's his bio. Eric is the co-owner, general manager, and chief crystal officer of Ravenstone, a destination gift shop located at 58 Exchange Street in Lynn, Massachusetts. In addition to managing the day-to-day operations of the business, he helps curate the shop's broad offerings and is Ravenstone's in-house crystal and mineral expert. He's also a loving cat dad, coffee lover, and horror movie enthusiast, a guy right after my own heart. So let's get right into it. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Eric, welcome to the Get Writing Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, Liz, thank you for having me. 
So tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got into crystals and your awesome job that you have today. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it can be a very long story. Um, <laughs> uh, to the succinct version, uh, my wife Kathleen and I started Ravenstone roughly five years ago. Um, and it started out of moving to Lynn, Massachusetts, and her taking her creative journey into doing ceramics and pottery. Um, and then in the meantime, if you have any familiar familiarity with ceramics, it takes a long time. It's a very long process. And in the downtime, um, while her stuff was being fired or glazing, she started making jewelry. Hmm. And people started saying, where did you get your jewelry? Where did you get your earrings? And she'd say, I made these. Um, and then, you know, fast forward a, a few years, the jewelry has kind of kind of like took off a bit. Um, our Etsy kind of went a little wild. And we now own a, you know, 2,000 square foot brick and mortar shop in Lynn that carries not only our jewelry, but the crystals, which I know we'll talk about, and a uh, plethora of other gifts and books and basically all the stuff that we love that we want to share with people. All kinds of fun stuff. And I can testify about the earrings. I have like, what, 10 pairs now, and you can order them online too. So what attracts you to crystals in this kind of healing modality? So our journey with crystals is interesting. So we were initially drawn to crystals because we, we love nature and we love interesting stuff. And we like having interesting stuff around us all the time. And we always want to have new interesting stuff around us. Um, and by, you know, finding things that we liked, you know, we started finding crystals and they're all interesting. They're all incredibly unique. No two stones are exactly the same. And they're a really excellent reminder of the magic of Mother Nature. And when we started, you know, sourcing them for ourselves and, and having them in our house, it kind of changed the energy in our home and it changed our energies. And we were just, we couldn't get enough of them. You, you, you can never learn too much about crystals. You can, you know, everybody has a different take on them and they're always interesting from a metaphysical aspect, they have, um, you know, they have their energies and their meanings and how they can affect, you know, all different kinds of things. But then from a mineral aspect, they're also just really, really interesting uh, materials. And there's just something very special um, about crystals and minerals. That's so interesting. How did you, because I experienced that too. I have tons of stones, many from your shop. Um, how did you notice, like, what was the, the shift in the energy that you started noticing in your home? Um, I, I, it, it feels refreshed basically almost all of the time. And that has a lot to do with, you know, we move stones around all the time and we, what we're really loving in that moment kind of changes. I do think it's helped with stress quite a bit. Um, you know, having them around, I think handling them and being around them and learning about them has provided us an outlet. That's, uh, it's like a never ending journey of discovery with, with these things. You think you see it all and you think you've, you've read it all and then something new comes up and, you know, you kind of do a deep dive on that. And as someone who gets really into things, you can't, you can never learn too much about rocks and crystals and minerals. Yeah. So when I lived in Connecticut, I had another crystal supplier um, and she had told me once that you should give each stone a job. So do yeah. you, do you do that? And like, do you change, when you move them around, do you change the job up? <laughs> well, we like to pair things. I mean, quite a bit of it when we, when we're pairing stuff is, uh, very intuitive. 
So, you know, there's things that, you know, people will say, this does X, Y, Z, this does X, Y, Z. But sometimes for us being around something, we very much tune into how we feel when, when we're around them. And yeah, for sure. Like, if maybe, you know, we're going through an extra stressful time for us, you know, the, the stressful time is holiday season. Anybody who works in retail will tell you that the stretch from, you know, end of November through, through Christmas is pretty tough. We put a lot of amethyst, more amethyst in the house, more in the bedroom to help us um, relax and to help us sleep. And even in our living spaces, we, we try to have more of it. We also try to bring more into the store that time of year because we're around them all day. You know, and if we're feeling that, it's going to help us. And we also think it's going to help um, other people. But yeah, I think that's a great point of each one has a specific role. As you know, we name our crystals in our store and it's each one has its own unique personalities and, and properties. And they can bring specific things to your to your home, or your workspace, if you if you allow them to. Awesome. So I guess that answers really my next question. Do you use your intuition to pick stones or do you approach it logically by looking at the properties or it's a, is it a mix? It's it's 100% intuition. Hmm. Um, we buy stones in person. I think you and I have talked about this um, in the shop a few times. We're, we're traveling all the time. We do all of the big gem shows. We're building relationships with the people who are mining these things. And we we tend to bring into the store the things that we like and that goes for everything in the store which we can talk more about too but with the crystals it's it's really wow we really like this and i don't know what this is yet i'm gonna have to research it and, and find out because it's something new to me but for some reason i'm really drawn to this and um you know it it, it means that we get to bring in things and talk to them and tell people like yeah i love this thing because i saw these and we couldn't have enough and, you know, sometimes those are the things that other people are really into too, which is great, but it's also great when we find something new and things that we've never seen in another crystal store before or, or online and we're drawn to, we put it in and you kind of get that same discovery from other people as well. Um, that's not to say that we don't, um, you know, we want to have a little bit of everything in the store. So if you come in and you, you know, you want a nice piece of orca agate or you want some orange calcite, or you want some, you know, kunzite. We have a little bit of everything, but the way that we choose the pieces that we bring in is is very much intuitive, um, both with the pieces as well as the people that we're acquiring them from. There's a lot of there's a lot of people mining these things. There's a lot of people importing them, but for us, we only work with people that we like and that we have, you know, we feel a good energy with. Um, and we're, we care about those long-term relationships too. But if we're not jiving with somebody, then we, even if they have some cool stuff, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna go down that path because we feel like the energy's off. Totally. That's super important. It's like, like counterintuitive, right? If you're buying crystals to have good energy and you're getting it from a bad energy experience, that's going to yeah. just not mean anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you and your wife are clearly creative people, um, and a lot of people who listen to this are writers and other creative types. So as creatives, I'm, I'm really curious. I know the you know the general the the usual stones that people say are good for creativity, but I'm interested if you have any unique takes on that. Um, I think when someone comes in and they're like, I'm I'm, I'm looking to do X Y Z. I'm I'm a, I'm a writer. I'm a I'm an artist. I'm a painter. I'm a musician. What do you suggest? Um, my my quote unquote usual suspects would be blue appetite. First mm -hmm. and foremost, that's the first one that I recommend to people. 
Um, I think it's great because it's great for boosting creativity, but it's also really good for communicating. Mm -hmm. So if you're boosting your creative energies and you're kind of aiding in your ability to tell your story, whether that's visual or your writing or your or it's it's vocal if you're a musician, you're singing or whatever you're writing down. I think it's important to have those qualities. So it's the creative with that communication aspect. Um, I love carnelian in general. Um, I'm a I'm an I'm a, a dive in the wool Aries. Mm. So really anything with those colors, I love. But I love carnelians for creatives because it's you know not just boosting your creativity, but it's passion um, and can kind of help you light that fire. As a creative, Liz, I'm sure you know too. Sometimes you can struggle to actually uh, work. Yeah. I guess sit down and be like, I need to just do this. I think Carnelian can give you a little bit of a kick in the butt that can move that along. Ooh, okay. Love it. Uh, and then, you know, rutile or rutilated quartz is really good for manifesting and amplification. So whether that's you're trying to make your piece or your writing or your art kind of bring it into being, I think that's a stone that can really help. It's also just super, super cool. Um, and then lastly, and this one might seem a little, uh, I don't know if, if you've, if you've used this, but I love green fluorite when mm. I'm doing anything. chaos, uh, right? It, it cures or it cancels it, out the chaos, right? In your yeah, brain. Yeah. It, it, so it can help, it can help, uh, bring things into focus. Mm. Fluorites in general, then green fluorite is supposed to be very, very good for helping us make decisions that require both our heart and our head. Mm. So if you're, you're sitting down and you're going to do some writing and you have to make decisions along the path with any artistic endeavor, it's going to help you kind of use a little bit of both, um, you know, get you out of your head a little bit and maybe use a little bit more of your heart, but also kind of keep you connected and grounded in the work that you're doing. Nice. All right. All my creatives out there, I hope you wrote those down and you're planning on buying them if you don't have them. Um, so, but that's also a, a good point, right? These, all these, there's so many stones and I was actually doing a, um, a live kind of Facebook event the other night and I had a bunch of people, you know, I was talking about this upcoming podcast and I was asking people what their favorite crystals are. And so many people, I think really the, mo the most well-known and tell me if you disagree is amethyst, right? Cause nearly, you know, 95 out of a hundred percent were telling me, Oh, amethyst. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if that's because they're just not aware of how many stones there are. So how does, if somebody wants to start working with crystals, but it feels really overwhelming because there's just so many, like, where do you start? We, and we get this very, very often in the shop where people don't know. And, I say the best thing to do is go to a physical location first. You know, I wouldn't buy your first stones online, you know, regardless of, you know, where you're getting them from, or that's a totally different conversation, but you want to interact with them. So, you know, go to your local crystal shop or get in the car and drive to Ravenstone and walk around and kind of feel them out. We have it all the time where people come in and they're like, hey, you bring up amethyst. Everybody knows that it. it's gorgeous. It's a, just a gorgeous stone. Um, there's a lot of it out there. It's not super expensive for a nice, nice piece. So it's it's one of those you know really popular crystals. But people will come in and say, "I really need amethyst." I I've been reading or I saw on social media that I need it for X Y Z. But as they take their time and kind of move around the store, they tend to keep coming back to something, and they don't know why. If someone will come in and uh, you know, I'm really, I'm drawing a howlite today. And like, I don't know what this is. What is this stuff? Howlite? Like, I, I feel like this one is the one that I, as resonating with me in the moment, that to me is the best first step. 
um, before going down and reading, you know, crystal books or, or um, going online and watching videos, I'd, I'd walk around, you know, a crystal shop and really feel them out and see what feels good to you. And then you can also, you know, at certain stores like, like ours, for example, um, you can also talk to the proprietor and say, I'm drawn to, why, why, why might I be drawn to this? Or do you have any suggestions for this thing? But being in the physical presence of the stones themselves, I think is really important. Um, and I, I would tell people who want to get into it and are afraid or, you know, have some trepidation and like, well, I don't know. Um, just, just go explore. It doesn't have to be anything too serious. Um, there are for, for people who are not into the energy side of it, they're just beautiful pieces of nature. Just go and, and be around them and try to enjoy looking at something that was, you know, 500 million years in the making for some of these things, which is really humbling and inspiring. Um, it's just nice to kind of feel them out. So I would say go walk around and don't be, don't be nervous to go in a store and handle a lot of stones and, and see what feels good. Yep. I love that. And also, um, I know people sometimes think like, oh, I have to buy like one of the really big pieces to, you know, get any results, but you can just, you can get just as much results with a little tumble, right? Yeah. And that's why we carry, I mean, if you, you know, we have a whole table of our, the back of our store that has, uh, um, nearly every stone you can get in any size you can get in a tumbled stone. You know, you got to spend a couple of bucks and if that's your, you want to dip your toe in, that's the best way to do it. You can get a few kind of feel them out carry them on you, you know, different times of the day, put them in different spaces. I mean, we have, we have crystals everywhere, um, of all sizes. Um, but a lot of small stuff and we have a lot of small things just kind of scattered about and we usually have them on our person. Yep. All yep. The time too. Someone did ask me too, if, um, if you had to wear them for them to be effective or if you could carry them or put them around your house or things like that. Yeah. And I mean, wearing, I mean, I, I wear my, my stone bracelets and switch them up um, every day. You can definitely wear them. Um, you can wear them as jewelry. You can wear them in a ring. And then, yeah, put them in the space. And again, there's certain things you want to put in the space to kind of bring certain energies out. Um, but yeah, you're not going to be walking around with a giant amethyst in your pocket. It's, right. it's you get a couple of, <laughs> a couple of tumbled, tumbled stones too. Yeah. All right. So tell me how you got started. Like, was this your childhood dream to open a crystal store? It, this, uh, that couldn't be, I don't want to say further from the truth, but this was never in the cards for, we never thought that this would ever happen. And it really happened rather quickly. Um, we both had, you know, Kathleen, my wife and I both had corporate jobs, downtown Boston. And in 2015, we moved to Lynn. We, we, we bought a really cool old Victorian home here in Lynn without really knowing much about the city, you know, moved ourselves up here and then did the commute and um, quickly realized while we were doing that, um, that this is probably something we didn't want to do forever. And to bring it back to the beginning of the conversation, I talked a little bit about the jewelry and that started doing really well. And we grew that business and we had a really, you know, a nice small studio in a in what is essentially a, an old mill building here in Lynn. And we were very quickly outgrowing that. And in the location where Ravenstone is located now, we happened to stumble upon it. We were familiar with the space, but we really were only looking for a bigger spot to uh, 
to grow our jewelry business. We needed a bigger studio. We needed a better shipping area. And we chose the location we did. It made sense for us to have this bigger studio. We looked at it and we were like, well, we could open a tiny gift shop a few days a week. The Ravenstone, the original idea was to be open a couple of days a week, sell some jewelry, a couple of stones and candles, but really focus on our online business. And it very quickly grew into much more than that. Um, the, the store as a whole, including the crystals and stones, is really a reflection of the things that we like because neither of us ever worked in retail. We, we had no retail experience. We, we never owned a, our own small business. We never worked in a store where we learned about merchandising or we learned about what to buy because of what sells good. And we said, well, let's just open a store and just sell stuff that we like and hope that other people like it too. And that has kind of grown and changed as we've grown and changed. But crystals were a core part of that when we opened. Um, we wanted to offer those in our community. And the beautiful part about it is we get a lot of people. We get a lot of people who love stones who travel to the store, but we get a lot of people who don't know anything about them who end up becoming crystal enthusiasts because they came in for something else but found them. Um, and it's just one of those things that we loved and we wanted to share with people. Awesome. And your stuff is so cool. It really is cool. I mean, it's a, it's a gorgeous store. It's so, it's big. It's got everything. I love the spooky room. Can you talk about the spooky room? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we always like, we always like a little bit of spooky stuff, especially me. I mean, I'm, I, I love horror movies. Um, I, you know, I love, you know, some, some darker, you know, art pieces and stuff like that. Nothing like too crazy dark. Um, but we never wanted that to intrude on what the downstairs vibe is. Yeah. You know, we didn't want that to be distracting from someone coming in who's struggling with something or some trauma, or maybe they just had a, someone who passed away and they're coming in to find a stone. That person necessarily doesn't want to walk in and see a Friday the 13th poster right. propped up behind some celestite, you know? Yeah. Um, so we built this space for us to indulge that side. And that's basically that, you know, there's also some oddities and a lot of vintage up there. Um, and it was a way for us to indulge the darker side because it's the reflection that you have all the light downstairs of plants and crystals and, and it's super bright and happy. And then you have the space upstairs, it's painted darker, has stained glass and it's a little bit more, you know, uh, the darker side, it's the, the balance of life and death. And I think to keep the downstairs as light as it is, we needed that balance upstairs, um, to kind of, you know some to tone it down a little bit in that space, but you don't have to go explore that if that's, if that's not your thing and it's not going to hit you over the head when you walk through the door. I love the thought that you put into that. That I didn't know that. That's very, that's very cool. Um, how you describe that. So, so when you were opening the store and you, you know, realized that you were next to Salem and there's like all these, you know, different kinds of shops, many of them have crystals, a lot of different vibes up there. Like, did you give any thought to that when you were, when you, or did that not matter? It didn't matter. I mean, we, we, all of this came about because we moved to the city and I kind of both struck, you know, it brought out creativity in both of us. We were never particularly creative before we moved to Lynn. And I think being here has kind of forged that out of us and where we open had a lot to do with where we live. Our commute is, uh, I mean, under three minutes. Mm -hmm. There's two, there's two lights. If we don't hit them, I can get there in about two minutes and 45 seconds. It's, 
Yeah, it's we. That was the reason why we we found that space and we wanted to open the studio. And then when we sat down and we were like, "This is what we're going to do." We signed the lease. We were like, "What can we do in our community that's going to make this place um, accessible for everybody? Offer things and bring in and curate things that people haven't seen before, and they're not going to see in other places, whether that's Salem or anywhere else." Um, and it it all kind of follows the the ethos of what our jewelry is. Our jewelry was born out of creating a product that was essentially bridging the gap between fashion jewelry and fine jewelry. It's fashion jewelry prices that we use, that we make at fine jewelry standards with, with great materials, but our price points are really reasonable and accessible. And that was what we wanted to do with the store. The idea was never to have a luxury store with super high priced items. You know, we have some very large stones that are, you know, that are, that are not cheap, but you know, the average crystal in our stores is very reasonable. And people who know their stones tend to pick up our things, look at our prices and be like, Oh, that's, that's a really fair price. And that's what we wanted to do with the rest of the store is just offer really cool things, um, that are, that are fairly priced, that are unique, that are different, that resonate with people. Um, and things that we genuinely like. I mean, you know, when you come up to the front and check out, I'm always like, oh, man, I love this. Like, this thing's so cool. <laughs> just got the energy so great. Yep. And it's really genuine because we, we, really, we really like it all, whether it's, whether it's the books or, um, you know, the new apothecary section we added and people come up with products from there or it's, or it's a stone or a crystal. We're genuinely excited about all the things that we get to offer. And we get such a diverse population that come through the doors um, that I would have never have expected yeah. the, the, the kinds of folks who come in and the conversations we have. And really that's the, it's very fulfilling to be able to do that in that space. Cool. So what's your, so aside from the crystals, what's your favorite part of the store as it is? I know it changing up all the time, but right now what's your favorite part? Um, I, so we just brought in a number of new horror stuff mm -hmm. that I'm really excited about. Um, as someone who, go, I mean, you know, we, we, we love Salem, you know, we go out in Salem and we do that, but I've never found something that really resonates with, with, you know, for me anyway, with like the horror. And now we're building this nice little nook upstairs. that has a ton of great horror movie posters, um, from a friend of ours that he makes some new horror movie books that I'm particularly excited about. And then the, the apothecary, so that's something we were always looking for a space to to have, and we've added that space. We've always utilized it for other things, but we've now grown that little nook in the back of our store into a, a small but full-featured apothecary offering that we'll, we're just going to grow over time. That'll just continue to grow because there's nothing, there's nowhere in the area that, that we can think of that offers those. So we're like, why don't we do this? Because, it's again, it's stuff that we wanted. So we're really excited about that, too. Yeah. And the stuff is so great. Like it's such high quality stuff, you know, cause I'm very like aware of what I'm, what I'm buying and putting on my body and ingesting. Right. And I've gotten some supplements from you guys. I've gotten, um, oh my gosh, the licorice and vanilla body butter is like, if I could eat it, I would, <laughs> but that stuff is just such good, you know, it, you could tell it's sourced from a great place. So I love that you put that effort into not just stocking things because they're popular or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. We use all those things. Yeah. I mean, before we put them out in the store, we try everything. You know, we just got some awesome coffees in from this small, yes. 
I tried and that and it was amazing. <laughs> really good. So yeah. we brought them in and we tried them for ourselves and we we're like, this is something we could be proud to offer yeah. and let's carry these. And it's a big enough store. We can have a lot of stuff. But we also try to maximize the space by carrying a lot of different products. So if we find something we really like, we tend to kind of like double down on those brands or those offerings. And when you love something, it makes it easy to bring it in. Um, and then the you know the ethos is if no one likes it, you know we'll we'll use it. Yeah. I mean that's kind of that's because we love it, so it kind of makes it easy to to bring stuff into the store. Yep. So now I have to know what your favorite horror movie is. All time. Mm-hmm. I mean, gotta go classic Halloween. Yes. On the line. I mean, from the 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 music, which was incredibly influential. John Carpenter is one of my favorite directors. To I mean, there's no blood in that whole movie. You yes. know, watch it yeah. until you notice that there's no blood. So it's not about the gore. Mm. It's about a vibe and a feeling. So I would say Halloween, the original Halloween's my my favorite. Love it. All right. What do you have a favorite crystal of all time? Um much like the seasons that changes. So, you know, we'll be drawn to something, um, you you know, and then we'll we'll get more of those and we'll bring those home. But overall, my favorite material, my favorite mineral is Himalayan quartz, Mm. without a doubt. And that's come, that's become a kind of like the signature stone of Ravenstone. Um, when, When crystal collectors and stone collectors come in, that's the thing that many of them are drawn to because they're they're hard to get. Um, it's hard to mine. It's uh, it's what they call you know artisanally mined because there's no use of machinery at all. They're mined at about twenty thousand feet above sea level in the Kulu Valley of India, the Valley of the Gods. It can only be mined by locals, no outsiders. They're super old, um, and they're just beautiful. And the story that that comes with how they get them and how they're acquired and how they're mined. And then once you, you interact with them, um, they're, they're very special. They're visually stunning and their energies, their energy is very, very cool. So we can't get enough of it. That's something we, we love to have. We have quite a bit here. We have, we have quite a bit of that at the, the shop as well. Yeah. I got a pink Himalayan quartz there and I remember you told me, and I'm going to probably get the story wrong, but you told me that they had to bring it down from the mountain on a donkey or something. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, they very few animals. And we recently, you know, we're talking to the source of all the Himalayan quartz in the world. Um, when we did our last trip to Tucson and they were like, yeah, there's, there's a few, you know, there's a few animals that they use, but it's also like, they're just throwing them in backpacks and guys are just carrying them down the mountains and they get such a short period of time where they can actually mine it because it's in the Himalayas and at such a high elevation that the weather gets tough, the wind conditions are bad, um, and you know these are these are true artists that have to go out and and, and find these pieces um, and, and get them down, and they're they're very very special. Um, we we can't I can't stop talking about them. They're very cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So I got a few questions from some readers who are very interested in crystals, but don't necessarily know, you know, where to start again and and how to use them. So someone wanted to know what's the preferred method for recharging crystals. So for short periods of time, you can definitely put them all in the sun. Um, Long periods of time, your quartz varieties, your amethysts, your citrines, um, many of your lighter colored, you know, stones that in it. Like, you, you know, your fluorites, even your appetites, those can fade over time. But short periods in the sun is probably the, the classic way to, to charge them. 
I prefer putting them out in full moonlight. So when there's a full moon, you know, get your, you know, clear your windowsill, build a little table by a window that gets a lot of moonlight and put them in there so they can kind of, you know, soak that up. Um, your quartz varieties, you can also do some, some salt water charging, which is really special. And it's kind of meditative because you're going down to the ocean. It's very intentional on your part. You just want to research which stones don't react with water. Again, things that are quartz based, usually totally, totally fine. Um, some stuff, again, the stuff that ends in ice, and it's not always the case, but things that end in ice shouldn't interact with water. Um, but my number one would be, you know, would be uh, under a full moon. Mm, I like that too. Um, is it true? I heard once that there's a certain stone, I can't remember which stone it is, but a certain stone, if it's in the sun too long, it can actually burst into flames. So people, if you buy, this is my number one tip for people who love spheres. If you buy a clear quartz sphere, do not put a clear quartz sphere in your window okay. because it becomes a magnifying glass. Oh. So if it's perfectly clear, a lot of people get the, you know, what is lead crystal or glass. That's, that's even worse. But if you have a really nice clear quartz sphere and you put it in a, in a window, it creates a magnifying glass at the right angle and it could cause a fire. Oh my gosh. But when we saw them, like, do not put this in a window, keep it away from a window. We have a really nice one here at, at the home. That's downstairs, out into no sunlight hits that at all. Mm. Um, bursting into flames, I'm not sure about, um, but that could be where that comes from because it's it can be dangerous to put a uh, a really clear sphere okay. in a place that gets direct sunlight. Okay, all right, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Should certain crystals go in certain rooms? Uh, for sure. Yep. Um, I mean, the, the basic one we, we've talked about amethyst here is that that's a, that's an everywhere stone, but that's definitely a bedroom stone. That's uh you know, chill out, relax, sleep aid. It's also a protective stone. So that's a great one to have in the bedroom. Um, and then something like a citrine would be something that I wouldn't put in a space where I want to relax. That's an energizing stone. That's good for, you know, abundance attraction too. That's a great stone for you know, for the, your, your home office or your workspace. So different stones, I would put them in different parts of the home. Um, you know, selenites and tourmaline selenite, you can, you can use a multitude of ways. It's like a Swiss army stone. Um, but then your black tourmalines, you want to put those at the thresholds of your house. I mean, those are super, super protective. Let's so put those in spots where, you know, energy is coming and going, whether that's people coming through the door or, or other types of energy. Okay. Awesome. So how does, how do any crystals conflict when they're placed together or near each other? So I've never run into that. Um, I've heard that from some people. Um, I mean, people say don't wear amethyst and citrine at the same time. Oh. I wear this and citrine on, the, on my rings every day. Um, and I kind of like that balance of energy when I'm, when I'm wearing them. Um, but I don't know if anything would cancel out. I, I sometimes think that could fall into the camp of the, you should never buy yourself an opal. I can't wear a birthstone. That's not my birthstone. Mm. I've had people come in with friends who buy them a crystal and give it to them because they heard you're never supposed to buy yourself a stone. Oh. Um, so I think there's this, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if I call it folklore, um, but I think there's uh, some mis, uh, miscommunications around that kind of stuff. But I also think if it makes you happy to have a citrine and amethyst next to your bed and it really doesn't hurt your sleep patterns and that's what you like to look at when you wake up and you look forward to looking at it every night you go to bed, 
I think that's great because I think that's the, the most important thing is how they make you feel as an individual. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's it's more to do with the individual person and the vibe that you get from them, I think, right? Yeah. All right. So can you study crystals? Are there like courses you can take? Um, there are courses. I don't know much about them. Um, I am a, a voracious crystal book reader. Um, whenever we get new books into the shop, I, I tend to kind of tear through them and keep referencing them too. You can't absorb everything. There's just so much out there. There's a lot of con conflicting information out there too from different books. So you also kind of have to see how you feel when you're with them and what aligns with, you know, your own, your own energies. But yeah, I, lo I love to read about books. Um, I, I would suggest to people to really sit down and find some books and some authors that they like and kind of use that first before using the internet because the internet is is so conflicting. You pull something up and it's one one it says, oh, it's energizing. Oh, this one says it's relaxing. This one says it's XYZ. Um, it's sometimes easier to digest that information when you're when you're reading it in a you know, with in actually feeling the paper. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what to believe when you're on the internet. <laughs> it can be scary out there. <laughs> no, and, and, and the beautiful thing about crystals is it's very individual, yeah. you know, and one, one person has completely different experiences. Than the other, um, most people have very similar experiences with these stones, what makes them so magical, but it really comes down to you and then find someone that you like and, you know, read a few pages of oh, this. I like this person's writing cause you're going to be more apt to read it. Um, and then, you know, see what kind of calls to you from, from that aspect too. I love this. I could talk to you all day about crystals, but I don't want to make you do that on your day off. So can you tell everyone where to find your store on social, on the web so they can shop? Yeah. So, uh, so our social handle is Ravenstone Gifts. So, you know, R-A-V-E-N-S-T-O-N-E-G-I-F-T-S. So that's Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok. I, th I believe we're on Pinterest as well. Our website's ravenstonegifts.com, and we're also on Etsy uh, under Ravenstone Gifts. We have all of our jewelry and our crystals on Etsy as well. And then for the physical store, we're at 58 Exchange Street in Lynn. Um, there's plenty of street parking. Uh, you know, if, if anybody's interested in, in taking the drive, there's a lot of great street parking. There's a lot of cool stuff happening in the area too. It is worth uh, it's worth the trip. I mean, I. You know, I think the store is definitely worth making a trip, but Lynn as a, as a city, there's some fun stuff here and you could make a day of it too. Awesome. All right. So anyone in Massachusetts, you've got to come check out the store. If you're not in, in the area, you need to go online and look at the stuff. It's amazing. Eric, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time today. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Liz. That was fun. Okay, y'all. Wasn't that awesome? Doesn't it make you want to find the nearest crystal shop and go see some of these amazing stones in person? I just really loved our conversation and I hope it was fun and informative for you too. So I'd love to hear what resonated with you most on this episode. So hop over to IG and let me know. Um, you'll find that along with the link to Eric's shop in the show notes and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you liked it, it would really mean the world to me to get this information out there. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye.